Okay, welcome to the Winning Mindset Podcast. I'm Dan and I'm going to be your host. This podcast is all about sports psychology, what some different techniques you can use to maximise your performance in sport and also some kind of tips around coaching and how to keep an athlete motivated to perform their best. Sports psychology is something that I've always been interested in and I just want to share some of the techniques that I've learned through my studies. So today, episode one, we're going to start with how to maximise your psychological state. In 1980, Professor Yuri Hanin, who was also a Russian researcher, suggested the zone of optimal functioning theory. This is a theory that states an athlete has an optimal state of anxiety at which they perform best. This theory suggests each athlete will perform their best if their level of competitive anxiety or arousal is within their own optimum functioning zone. The coach and the athlete will need to determine what that zone is and find techniques to place the athlete in the zone prior to a competition. And what we're going to talk about today is how can you get yourself into that zone. There's some pretty common um, ideas around arousal and how that affects your performance. And when you think of arousal, think of it as the level of physical and psychological activation on a scale from a deep sleep to intense excitement. Moderating your arousal levels can help to control stress and anxiety. And arousal levels affect performance negatively and positively. There's a classic inverted U graph which shows the relationship between performance and arousal. So as your arousal goes up, your performance will improve to a point, and that points that optimal functioning zone. But if you go past that point where you're over-aroused, your performance starts to decline. So as an athlete, you're trying to find that optimal functioning zone, and that's different for every individual, and it's different for every sport. For example, someone that's like playing rugby, they need to get psyched up to a point where they're willing to you know, make contact, heavy contact, big tackles, etc., compared to someone that's playing a game of chess. So it de- totally depends on the sport and the individual. Arousal affects performance due to muscle tension and coordination difficulties with excessive arousal. For example, when people are doing the 400 metre race, the runners record faster times when they're told to run at 95% intensity than they do when they're told to run at 110%. I always remember a New Zealand runner called Nick Willis used to say, as he'd be coming in at the end of his 1500 metre race, his coach always told him to relax for the last 100 metres because if you tense up too much when you're trying to sprint, especially when you're fatigued, you'll go a lot slower than if you just relax, especially your arms and your technique will stay correct. So sometimes in sport, you're trying to avoid being over-aroused. Attention and concentration narrows with increased arousal. So how do you get yourself into a peak psychological state? I'm just going to talk through some different techniques that you could use to find that optimal functioning zone. The first one is called focusing, or it's also known as centering. Focusing involves moving intention onto one specific thing and clearing the mind of other things. Centering is one such technique that involves standing upright, breathing deeply in and out, and focusing on your diaphragm as it inhales and exhales. As you breathe in, tension increases a little in the upper body, and as you exhale, it decreases. 
the thing with the brain is we tend to be only able to focus on one thing at a time. So if you're totally focusing on your breathing, everything else gets blocked out. And that's one way of kind of bringing the focus back into one thing and maybe potentially all these negative emotions that are going on, uh, these things that are just kind of causing anxiety get blocked out if you completely focus on breathing in and out. The second technique is called mental rehearsal. This involves reviewing or visualising aspects of an activity in your mind until they are fixed solidly in your, in your head. The aim of this being that when you come to do these things, they should just happen in the way that you've visualised them. Visualisation is such a powerful tool when it comes to sports psychology. A lot of top athletes will be visualising exactly how they want to perform a task before they do it. A third technique is called error parking. And this is a really good one to stop you kind of getting over-aroused or having too much anxiety. So error parking is when you make a mistake, it can distract your attention from the things that are important. So error parking simply involves applying some techniques to remove the error from your consciousness. Some people do this by wiping their hands on their clothes or even by spitting it away. Obviously, if you're doing that, you've got to choose when that would be an appropriate time to do it. So it's a really good way of saying, okay, I've made a mistake. I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm going to move on. And you do it with a, a physical thing by like wiping it off, etc., which tricks your mind into saying, okay, this is something that I've moved on from. The fourth technique is losing self-consciousness. Anxiety can be heightened by being watched by spectators, officials, other competitors, or other people in the gym. Some athletes turn this into their advantage, but for other people it can be a disadvantage. This is simple strategies that may work to remove your consciousness of the onlookers. Consider the energy that you are wasting. Channel your attention more strongly onto the performance. Or use a self-affirmation statement. For example, I am the master of my own destiny. Or I have done this task a thousand times before, I'm just going to do it again. A fifth technique is word association. This involves using key words to trigger a desired attitude and a response. For example, many golfers think of a word such as smooth or fluid before taking a, sp a swing. Sprinters, on the other hand, might use a word like explode. Just repeat it in their head, explode. And that's going to get them in, into a zone where they know as soon as the gun goes off, they will explode out of the blocks. You want to make it specific to you and to your sport. A sixth technique is simulated practice. Devise and experience a situation that accurately reflects what happens during competition. Repeat it multiple times if possible so that the mind and body become conditioned to the situation. This is like visualisation, except you are actually doing the, the task for real. But you can do it in a nice controlled environment, in your gym, on your training ground, etc, etc. And if you can condition your mind to get so used to that one technique then when it comes to doing it for real, it won't be such a big a deal. And you can kind of call back on that moment and think, I've done this before, I've done this 20 times on the training ground, it's just one more. Having a pre-event procedure or a standard routine before activity can really help your state of mind and help it get into a peak position, raising confidence. The routine does need to have a degree of flexibility though, so you do not become too disrupted when the routine is varied from things that are out of, out of your control. If you ever watch Rafael Nadal 
play tennis, every time he goes to serve, he does this thing where he grabs his T-shirt and he moves his shorts and he bounces the ball a certain number of times, which is all part of his pre-serve um, routine. And that helps him get into that, get into that zone. Another technique might be reliving success. This is when you think of a successful performance or a time that you did a task really well, your state of mind will improve. For example, let's say you're playing golf and you're 140 metres out from the green and you might think, okay, I'm using my 8-iron, I love hitting an 8-iron, the last time I used this club I put it right beside the pin and I'm going to do that again. And a final technique, and you've probably seen this in sport, is positive sound. Music can have a profound effect on the mental state. Music during exercise can help maintain a rhythm. Music can lower or raise anxiety, and music can arouse. Utilising the appropriate type of music can readily affect the psychological state of mind at a particular point in time. You've probably seen Michael Phelps, one of the world's greatest swimmers. He'd always come to the starting blocks with his headphones on, trying to get himself into that optimal functioning zone so he can put in his peak performance. These are all different techniques to help you get into that optimal functioning zone. You often hear about in sport how if an athlete can get in the zone, they'll perform their best. But the trick is, how do you get into that zone? How do you find yourself in that state? These techniques are not like a silver bullet that you do it once and you're completely sorted. They're something that you have to practice and you have to train. And that's the nature of sports psychology is that in order for these to become a habit and to become natural, we have to continue to work on them. Just like you go to the gym to work on your physical muscles, you need to practice these techniques to work on your brain as a muscle that can help you in sport. <laughs>